0: All right, you guys. Welcome to uh, episode. I best guess this would be 127 of this mushroom, the podcast that deep dives in the well-known, more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality television stars. Um, I really, I don't even have the words for how excited I am about today's episode. Um, it's a little. It's going to be a little off the cuff. We're just like doing a Bravo thing today, and I'm doing a Bravo thing with somebody who I I, I can't fathom doing this with anybody else right now. We have hit breaking news, and I'm here today. <laughs> with Megan O'Donnell, how are you?
1: I'm doing amazing. This weekend has been really insane. I've been on my toes. Like I can't go to Instagram without something happening. Like RIP Kobe Bryant, he died like 45 minutes ago. It's all I over know. the internet now, like what? And then RIP Vicky and Tamra, like RIP in a totally different way, but still. I'm
0: I so overwhelmed.
1: I don't know what to do. Like, I think I have to take a mental health day tomorrow and like <laughs> take a day. <laughs>
0: Well let's first first let's plug your podcast. We're kind of recording this and then this episode's gonna come out on both of our platforms. So uh let's plug yours for mine.
1: Oh great. So I host Bravo Happy Hour, which is a news show all about the psychos on Bravo. So I find it fun because as we know, like Bravo whitewashes so much of what we see on television. So this kind of breaks down like the nitty gritty, psychotic things that are happening off screen. So this weekend has been huge for me with like the Tamra, Vicky of it all. And my guest backed out today. So I've been like scrambling. So the fact that now I get to cover this with you is just, it's a miracle.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited. You have no
1: idea.
0: Um, And then you
1: tell people about your show on (laughs) mine. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. (laughs) So my podcast is called The Smush Room. And it's basically a deep dive into, like, weird, wacky celebrity couples, reality television couples that you've, like forgotten about or maybe thought weren't important and you were wrong about that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And uh, yeah, there's, we cover a lot of like Bravo stuff. My friend Brandon Alvarado comes in all the time and talks about like housewives couples with me. Um, So yeah, it's fun.
1: Have you been watching The Circle?
0: No, I haven't started watching that yet. I'm, like, almost afraid to let myself get into it.
1: Yeah, I started it on Friday, and I'm done. And it was such a whirlwind. Like, it's a reality show, like, I've never seen before. And that's kind of all you can really say, because it's, yeah, a mixture between Catfish and Big Brother, which are two Mm -hmm. incredible shows. And the fact that they've become one, in addition to, like, being, like, a social media competition, it's just so good. And... I can't even say anything more. I'm like, I'm thinking I need to start a podcast about it, but I'm like, do I have the bandwidth for like a <laughs> new, huge, huge passion project? And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I
0: can't no, I really want to get into it. You know, like Big Brother is my all time favorite reality show of, like ever, like ever, ever, ever. I'm like one of those psychotic people that watches my feeds and stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: so I want to because but I also know who I am in the summer when Big Brother's on. It's not cute. So I'm like, do I want to like allow that into my life all year?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, it's kind of lighthearted and fun. Like, okay. I feel like Big Brother definitely can go like a quick spiral. Like, <laughs> yes. this like really only is just the tip of people going crazy. Like, I thought it was gonna get negative like that too, but it actually is like really uplifting, and all the characters are amazing and they're the catfishes are psychotic but like you feel bad for them because you are like you hate yourself so much that you're doing this and so I don't know it's like there's multiple layers but then yeah at the end like one of the catfishers I was like I feel for him or her I don't want to give it up I don't want to give it away any spoilers but I was like I really feel for these people so yeah I, I don't know I've been slacking on a lot of Bravo things because I've just been knee deep in Netflix and it's like so not like me but I'm like hey I can actually talk to people at work about things it's like no one in my life watches Bravo. So I'm like, yeah, cheer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe I'll get draft beer drunk tonight and watch it and then like message you. <laughs>
1: that sounds amazing.
0: No, I just like, I, it's like certain kinds of drunk for certain things. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. I feel I know like that. <laughs> that
0: deserves some sort of like foamy light beer.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, where do you want to start today? Do you want to start talking about like the couple that we're talking about? Or do you want to talk? What's- should we go into breaking news? Yeah, feel like we breaking
1: said. news, yeah, probably breaking news.
0: Okay, I'll let you I'll let you do this.
1: So everybody knows the OC has been ablaze this past weekend with the confirmation <laughs> that the OG from the OC, Mickey Gumbleson, will not be joining season 15 and she is taking her. <sighs> little sidekick, one of her main amigas with her. And Tamra Judge has also confirmed she will no longer be on the show. And out of all of this, I am just psyched that Tamra was demoted to Friend Of and she just was like, I'm going to take an L. Right? this one out. Like, I love that. I think that's a power play for Tamra. And I don't say that often.
0: Thank you. I do too. I'm like, you know what? Any, literally any other one of these women, Luann, all of them who have been demoted... They will, I mean, look at Vicky this past season, just, like, literally crawling at Andy's feet, being like, what do I have, to, what did I do wrong? Like, why? And, like, I just love that Tamer was like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna show up at dinner and fight and then leave and that be, I'm like, no.
1: And they kind of exploited her this season. Like, they wanted to milk her for, like, her crazy. But Mm -hmm. then, like, you know, don't put her in the opening credits. Like, I can see why she felt slighted, and then by the end of it, she was like, what the fuck am I doing here? They're asking me to leave the couch for the end. Like, it's just, like, her time is done. Her time is done. Like, it's not a friend of, like... I'm trying to think of someone who kind of would come in. I mean, we see it on Jersey with, like, the Kim D, who comes in for, like, one segment. Like, that should be a friend of. Yes, involvement not like a full season and it's also kind of mean because she did like start the show obviously I know it's like she didn't she didn't make the show keep going on for years and years and years but like she did start it
0: I mean yeah there's like a certain level of like seniority that she has that like whether you like her or not like it's just it just is factual like it is what it is and I agree like it just felt it almost felt like this season was like her Her like pet cemetery season where like she she should have been gone but she wasn't so you got to see this weird like post mortem version of her on the show where like it's like why 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 is she getting up and leaving ten minutes before the reunion it it just doesn't it was just weird and didn't make sense and I felt like Andy thought it was weird the whole thing was just so strange um but so how do you what is your what is your spirit and gut telling you how do you feel about it like what was your reaction.
1: Well, I feel really good. I feel like the producers are actually listening to viewers now because a lot Mm -hmm. of times viewers will be like, take this bitch off screen. Like she sucks. She sucks. She sucks. And they don't really do it because they like, especially with someone like Tamara, who's, you know, 12 years in, like she's been on the show for a while. So I feel like they always kind of like tiptoed around like the bigger players on these shows. And so now I just think this is like a good example of like nobody's safe like you anyone can get off these shows and I think I think it's gonna be good I think it's gonna like hopefully allow for some fresh blood to come in and Shannon can also shine because I feel like the last few seasons she's been so caught up with the divorce and then become like a trace amiga and it's like I'd rather hear you cry about your divorce than like hear about like you trying to like be friends with Vicky and (laughs) Tamara who keep fucking you over you know so I'm like excited for like new just, like, new storylines. And this is also, like, like this puts the, like, crown on Kelly uh, Dodd's head. Like,
0: oh, Kelly wow. got all
1: of these girls out. She got Megan king Edmund. she got Heather Dubrow, and now Vicky Tamra. Like, get a girl.
0: Damn, I didn't even think about Kelly. Wow. You're right. She, like, really, oh, my God. That is crazy. She got everybody off the show that she didn't want there.
1: It's kind of, like, Bethany vibes. Like, even yeah. though, like... Bethany's, like, way more calculated, and you know she, like, watches the game like a sport and, like, has binders of, like, her actions, like Erica Jane. Um, yes, literally. Like, never forget, it's like, okay, Erica, we understand you're married to an attorney. That doesn't mean you need to, like, Kim Kardashian on all of us and, like, <laughs> take up a late-in-life pursuit in law. Like, what?
0: I'm studying law, shit. <laughs> I don't give a
1: fuck.
0: This is something I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Um but no, I agree like I feel like they needed I mean obviously the show needed like a, a shake up and I always call OC the Destiny's Child of the Real House <laughs> franchise, you know, cuz <laughs> they've had more girls than any of the other cities and you know, it's like the only thing they haven't tried, which is so funny to me, is removing uh Vicky, Tamra or Shannon. Like, you know, the main girls. They haven't, they've tried everything else and they've hired every blonde-haired woman in Orange County, every single one. And they're like, why is it not working? So, you know, it was about time. I have to be honest with you. And I know that this is like not, I don't like change. Like, I don't like love change for things that I'm really, really comfortable with. And I can handle Vicky not being on the show. I'm a little, I, I feel like we are going to, at a certain point, Miss Tamara. And I'm just putting that out there now. I'm just saying Tamra brings really good drama to this show.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. She's absolutely shameless. She has no <laughs> ability to be a good friend, good no. family member, like, is willing to throw anyone under the bus at a moment's notice. And that's what makes her so fun to watch. But yeah, I don't want to like grab a coffee with her and hang out. But like, exactly. yeah, I, I will, I will miss her on tv stirring up shit because that was what she's good at and i think as viewers it gets to a certain point where we're like oh my god like i know oh my god you're so annoying like you're still you're still doing this you're still stirring up the shit you're still kind of kind of being like a puppet master a little bit but yeah i will agree with you i think i think it'll be interesting without her and I guess now we just get to focus more on the other ones, which, like, who do we have? Gina, Bronwyn, Emily. <laughs> yeah. As I was saying, and I was like, oh, yeah, those aren't some power players. I know. I do have Kelly Dodd and Shannon Bador. And I honestly think with the two of them, everything else can kind of, I think, like, will happen naturally because the two of them will fly off the handle at yeah, at any moment in time, over yeah. any small thing. And Gina and Emily, I think, like, this was what, their second year? And I thought they did a great job. I love Emily's weird relationship. I love, you know, now, like, watching Gina kind of come back, like, on the up and up and dating. Like, I don't know. maybe Maybe I'll be interested in seeing that.
0: I think so, too. I really like the other girls now. I feel like they have a really good, like, it feels like they genuinely like filming together, even if they mm-hmm. don't like each other. Mm-hmm. And that's always, like, a nice you can feel that when you're watching the show when it's just like a group of women that literally hate each other and don't speak at all unless the cameras are there yeah. Whereas, like you know they really actually I think are friends and um I agree I think it'll be fun and plus I think not that we've been able to like see it yet but I think um Shannon will have like what Dorinda is about to have like a season where she just sort of naturally falls into place as like The leader, and we'll be able to get to watch her, like you said, like watch her shine in a way that we haven't really yet.
1: Yeah, because I mean, she's like moving towards like this great new happy chapter of her life. And I feel like she can't like get past the David stuff, like at all of like she's gone out of that phase of her life. And I feel like Tamara was like very much so in that phase of her life with her. And so it's like for Shannon to move on and to like grow into kind of like a different. Just version of herself, like she needs to cut the dead fat and, like, yeah, cut the dead weight. And that the fat. Fat. Yeah, I was like, damn, that is I, I, like too loaded. Like, I'm sorry. I I'm gonna start
0: fat. calling my weight loss. Yeah, I'm cutting my dead fat. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I agree. I agree. It's they, they, this is good for them. They need this shake up more than anything. Like, it's time. You know, R.I.P. I mean, you know, thank God they've given us some of the most beautiful pop culture moments in the history of ever. I mean, they are responsible for some beautiful moments on television and we'll always have those on Hulu. And bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye, <Yeah>. girl. <laughs>
1: um, A bit, but also, I was thinking, okay, wait, I was in the shower before. Like, I don't even know what I think about in there. But I was thinking, I was like, a couple months ago, I remember hearing like rumblings that like Vicky and Tamara were going to get their own show. And then I was thinking it could be like called like OGs, like original grandmas. And they do like a (laughs) spinoff of like them being grandmas and like their old like domestic life that they now kind of (laughs) live. I was thinking about it. I was like, that would be so stupid. But also like Stupid enough where I'd watch. You know? Oh, I'd
0: watch, the, <laughs> I'd watch the fuck out of Tamar talking about being a hot grandma for an hour. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's... I, I, I'm into oh, that. Oh,
1: God. Yeah, like a bodybuilding grandma.
0: Like... <laughs> <laughs> watch her, like, rub motor oil on her body for tan. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God, oh, I forgot girl. about... You know, I talk about this all the time, too, like... I feel like when you're on the show for long enough, like when you're on the show for a really, really long time, I almost think it's easier for the viewers to forget about like all the different kinds of housewife you've been on the show. Like if you've okay. been like the villain and like, there's been seasons where Tamara and Vicky have been everything. They've been the voice of reason. They've been the villain. They've been like, you know, monsters. They've been like, you've like watched. It's like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like they've had like peaks and valleys. Totally. And it gets a little muddled if you're on the show for 20 years. It's just like you become one ball of just whatever. So, Tamara is just known as like messy.
1: You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> I think yeah. Well, that's like the hard thing. It's like even like after Brooks's cancer thing. At that point, nobody trusted Vicky, and everybody right. was like, "Fuck." you like you are yeah. dragging us down this is not what we want this is not what this show's about and i feel like after that point viewers started to not trust Mickey anymore yep. and then it's just kind of been like a downhill battle from there and then her being like steve lodge what a great man my redemption torn we're like he's boring like period yeah. at least brooks was like a a great liar and great tv like <laughs> i don't yeah, know he was like funny yeah, yeah, like, he creeped, like, everybody out in your life and, like, <laughs> like, verbally assaulted your daughter, but, like, he was funny. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I mean, he was funny enough that, he was entertaining enough that Andy gave him a, a sit-down and Watch What Happens Live for an hour. I mean, like, that means something
1: never forget like I love intimate sit-downs with Andy like did hers after the arrest where they were like in Sag Harbor yes oh my oh, god that was so good and then like even the Joe and Teresa special like where like he's skyping in
0: <laughs> and they, they like changed the lighting in the clubhouse to be more like warm
1: <laughs> to match his like auburn jacket like <laughs>
0: i love it i love it yeah like steve sucks he's so boring and he's kind of mean
1: oh yeah he's like completely uninterested in vicky too like it's so sad i just feel like he hates her yeah like kill her obviously like yes like, that's so dramatic, but, like, he gives me crazy vibes where he's, like, this is all an elaborate plan. <laughs> I don't know if this yes. is so fucked up, but that's how I feel.
0: Either that or, like, I'm gonna snap vibes. Like, you, like, if you bring up marriage one more time, guess what? I'm gonna accidentally push you off the ledge. Like, a Lifetime movie. Like, that kind of vibe.
1: Yeah. Like, he is Dirty John. Like, I feel like has, like <laughs> versions, and after, like... <laughs> She dumped Don, and, like, I feel like the world just had to, it's like, this is what you get karma-wise, because Don was a great man, took advantage of him, or took for granted his love, like, his his simple man love, like, (laughs) because you wanted, like, a Brooks, like, someone who's, like, flashy and, like, charming, and...
0: God! Which is crazy. Don was everything.
1: Don was everything. Like, all he wanted to do was hang out on the boat in Lake Abisu, like... Cook up hot dogs. Wear Tommy Bahama. <laughs> <laughs> he just like well, he just like was a great guy. Like I'm actually looking for a Don type who's like. Yes. He also like all I don't know. There's like so much to say about like being a strong woman and having like a big strong business and like that is like definitely a personality that I think he's like always led with. And Don like worked at the Home Depot. Like, during season one. Like, he worked at the Home Depot and then didn't have a job after a couple seasons in. So she also probably was like, my dude, get the fuck off the couch. Yeah, I make shit money, but, like, we don't have young kids for you to watch. Like, you're a grown-ass man. Like, either do something or, I don't know. I don't know. I could see see that annoying Vicky that, like, he's not going anywhere where she, like, busts her ass at Kodo and also, like, is a (sighs) housewife.
0: He just wants to freaking hang out and hang out on the boat and have a couple beers and calm down.
1: Yeah, and he's like, come on, Vic. I just want to relax with you. Come on, Vic. Ah,
0: Jeez, Vic. God. That's like old school Chicago Vicky, too, you know, when her accent was real strong. Oh,
1: yeah. I like the, like, uh, scene where she's like, Andy, I did not do uh, an audition tape. And then she's like, welcome to my home. (laughs) Where we hang out. And this is the bar because we like to drink. And I'm like,
0: yes. (laughs) I will also say, too, I mean, like, Vicky has given us, like, some iconic moments. But I do think that Tamra has had one of the greatest, like, villain journeys in Broadway. Like, when all of this is done, when this is all said and done, when Housewives is no longer, like, I think that we'll look back on Tamara's journey and be like, damn, like, her, from her abusive marriage to then yeah. leaving, si- I mean, like, the whole Simon journey and leaving him, and then, like, the Gina involvement, and, like, trying to help him get her kids taken away, and, you know, just all of it, and, like, meeting Eddie, and, like, becoming a fucking christian like the whole thing was just <laughs> yeah, so wild guys. it was such a wild journey like the simon years were so hard to watch too Ugh.
1: oh you guys do you guys i'm like who am i talking to um do no. you <laughs> <laughs> jesus uh Do you remember when they like did that like biker scene where she was like Simon's a biker, and sometimes I get on the back of his Harley with my pink helmet and we go to biker bars and drink tequila shots. And I remember being like, this is so fucking hot. Like I was like fucking like in high school watching this, being like, hot, but I'm titillated. Like,
0: <laughs> like ba 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 ba
1: <laughs> it's like this is basically like what i want my future to be like. and then fast forward to like the limo scene where she was like i want to get a horse like,
0: <laughs> is that when they went to get or is that when she got her uh, um wedding ring tattoo <laughs> okay i do remember that oh my god
1: i feel like this calls for an absolute rewatch of all 14 seasons which i know is a really hefty <laughs> if there's
0: anybody that's willing to do it it's me
1: yeah, same. I like,
0: no.
1: I, like, put off plans, and, like, I'll tell people, I'll be like, hey, I'm kind of, like, working on this project, and they, like, think it's impressive, and I'm literally just, like, alone in bed.
0: <laughs> like, in a bathrobe.
1: I'm, yeah, watching OC Housewives <laughs> a butter out of the jar. Like, in
0: bed. <laughs> I, re- I remember specifically that scene, because I, I don't know why this is burned into my mind, but there's this moment where, like, when they're in that bar, and they're all drunk now, because they, like... You know, they get, like, hammered in that episode. Yeah. And she, like, pulls off a glove or something, and there's just, like, this red, blistered, sweaty, (laughs) like, bubbling tattoo on her finger (laughs) that's supposed to be, like, romantic. And he's like, what the fuck is that sore on you?
1: Babe, that's an open wound. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, you're bleeding. Oh, my God. it's like a sweaty after riding a fucking motorcycle for hours tattoo like it was like gross
1: there's nothing like you're told when you get a tattoo that you're not allowed to go into a sauna or a steam room for three weeks i feel like tamra putting her hand into a sweaty glove of steam (laughs) directly after getting a tattoo is so on brand
0: i know the fact that 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 wedding ring tattoo was like scabbed and like literally bleeding and blistered is like so telling of their marriage
1: oh god yeah well i mean hopefully this is like a good time for Tamara to like make amends with her daughter and like maybe yeah
0: well
1: life because clearly like one of her sons is like brutally depressed and like a racist uh yeah and, and the other one like has well i like simon i think he that's oh my god not simon what's his name spencer
0: spencer yeah i do too
1: yeah, he had, like, a good head on his shoulders, <clears throat> but hopefully she could kind of take this time and, like, focus on your daughters, because young girls need positive female role models. Most importantly, their mothers.
0: Yeah. Spencer is somebody that, if I was, like, in, what is he, like, in high school?
1: I think he might have been in college. I feel like I remember him being, like, I go to community college, and I work at Starbucks. Okay. Amazing.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, if I was, like me, like, me at, like, 19, I would have had, like, a weird crush on him. Like yeah. a secret crush that I would never tell anybody.
1: I probably would have too. He's like probably saying like weird creepy things in the back of the classroom and I'm yeah. like, he gets me. Yeah, he's like freaking deep.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> he's Accuracy. like starting fires. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> like playing with a tech deck. Like.
0: <laughs> well, he's weird in that special way.
1: <laughs> we were both like, I don't know, quirky. Court-
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just like freaking gets me <laughs> <laughs> like i would like i love watching him like read his brother for absolute filth i love it
1: i mean and it was needed and what's his oh god I, and ryan had like nothing to say back because he's like damn i just got got by like a young kid like
0: yeah like i'll like, never <laughs> be as smart as him <laughs>
1: And, like, who's also correct about everything. Like, that's the hard thing about fighting with racists because it's, like, they inherently know they're wrong. But, like, they're too ignorant to understand what the problem is. So it's, like, oh, my God. Yeah.
0: You're right. I'm so happy that you brought that up because I forgot. And it's, like, yeah, it's the perfect time for you to leave the show when it it seems like a storyline is starting to bubble uh, (laughs) around your racist son. Uh, No, thank you. I'm, uh, No.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Mm-mm. I was already questioning your leanings when you went to Glamis Dunes. Like, when you yeah. said you'd been going to Glamis Dunes your whole life, I was like, now that says... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> like, spells it out. <laughs> but, I know, I think it was definitely a good time for her to kind of bow out and just, like, just kind of gracefully leave even though she did unfollow like evolution who's like the production company bravo like bravo tv's instagram shannon so she's wow she's blocking everybody so she's probably not super happy she's like going into the weekend on like friday p.m they send out the email where it's like you and vicky are demoted sorry have a good weekend
0: i mean i'm sure she'll start a podcast because that's what they do right
1: Oh, exactly, yeah. No, Vicky's already talking about, like, her financial podcast.
0: Do you which... follow any of Heather Dubrow's content?
1: No, no. I, like, I did, like, years ago when Bravo podcasts were kind of, like, few and far between. Like, I remember, like, craving more. So I was just, like, okay, I guess I'll listen to hers because sometimes she has people on. And I also, like, shamefully listened to Brandy Glanville's at that point in my life. Mm. But they... They just are so like scripted, and she's so fake, and even like her YouTube videos of like her house that she thought people like really were gonna turn to YouTube to want to see. Granted, again, I did watch like a few times, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, wait, she posted her closet video? <clears throat> oh, oh my god! Uh, but no, I, I find her really boring, and like I don't know, I just I thought she was like an elitist and not a fun elitist like Cam Westcott. She's like. I thought she was annoying. She just, like, thought she was an actress too, or it's, like, babe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that, that uh, she would right. always bring up that Jenny <laughs> McCarthy pilot from 1998.
1: Yeah, right. She's <laughs> like, did you guys forget? And they're like, wait, what?
0: I remember when we used to be on the set with Jenny. Like, yes! girl, that was literally, like, you had a one... What, that show didn't even, like, take off. It didn't even, like, get picked up. Um, But no, if anybody listening to this has not... And indulged in, I think you have to watch at least one or two episodes of uh, her house tour, just to like get an idea of like what's going on. Um, it is, I started watching her house tour like a year ago. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. Finally, we get to see this like palace. It's still going on. Like they're doing one room per, What what is it, per like every few weeks. It's still, we have yet to see, by the way, the whole house. It's been a year take it in take that in
1: <laughs> yeah i i think at this rate she is just really trying to make people like stay on their toes where it's like girl your rooms are probably just like not ready and that's okay you don't need to <laughs> no one again is asking for this and two she's not an interior designer and to design a massive home like that takes like actual, you know, skill and talent and, like, even understanding ratios between massive house and furniture. Like, right. furniture needs to be big when you have a big house. And, like, I oh, I feel like everything in her house is, like, a little bit too small. Agreed. And it's, like, everything just is mismatched and the kitchen is horrendous. Like...
0: Hellacious. For,
1: for the amount of money she probably threw at this kitchen to never once ever cook in it, let's also make that very clear. Yeah. Like... It kills me. It's, like, nothing looked good. Like, I remember, like, the backsplash, like, went up to a certain point and stopped at a certain area. And I'm, like, just go to the top of the ceiling. I also watched this, like, a year ago. I'm, like, still, like, I'm actually sweating about it. (laughs) I'm pissed
0: the fuck off. (gasps) And, like, the journey. It's, like, I don't need to hear the journey of every single fucking, like... Like, Terry loved this wallpaper. We, we stayed in a hotel in Washington and Terry just had to have this wallpaper. So I contacted John, who I had met at a concert years ago. And John <laughs> told me that he knew a guy who knew how to make fabrics. Well, it's like, girl, it's wallpaper. Like, stop, enough.
1: I know. God.
0: So she really thinks that she's so interesting that people are riveted by these, like, these tall tales of the journey of all this dumb shit in the house. Like, at the end of the day, it's tan wallpaper. <laughs> exactly. And I'm bored.
1: Yeah, she just doesn't even do it for me. Even like her champagne room, like, okay, Mrs. you know, Heather Dubrow, if you were fancy fancy bougie bougie, you'd know that like there are better champagnes than Veuve Clicquot. Like at this point it's just like an <laughs> overpriced like Thing because people know that it's expensive or that it exudes having yep. money, so people are like, "Ooh, voo It's so fancy." It's like, no, like there are amazing like actual high end brands of champagne. Like, and if you had yeah. like a porcelain of like actual taste, not just like the idea of trying to like look rich, you would like maybe fill your champagne room with like varying types of champagnes. Maybe throw some a champenois in there. Like we know, <laughs> yes, she's a huge fan of a champenois. Like <laughs> you know, mix it up. <laughs>
0: and also by the way speaking of specific kinds of drunk everybody knows that champagne drunk sucks and nobody's like Ugh. like i don't want to be bubbly fucking cartoon bubble drunk <laughs> i'm yeah. not no I, no I wake
1: up with a face full of fucking acne i'm like oh wait I have 30 glasses of sugar last <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: <what? laughs> like why does champagne affect a person's body in such like mutant ways it's like you turns into an x-man
1: it really does like and there's been nights where everyone's like starting the night with a champagne toast and I'm like uh that's a no for me dog cause Yeah. I end up dead in a ditch like I don't know <laughs> where like I'll end up but if I start on champagne good night Just <laughs> like-,
0: like literally like Elmer Fudd like burping like and like just like <laughs> so like like cartoon drunk like that's what I always feel like when I drink champagne <laughs> Oh my god. Um Should we talk about this iconic couple?
1: Yes, I feel like because the two of us will do a full hour just reminiscing and then talking about uh champagne. No, her.
0: I could do seven more hours on champagne. I'm not even I have to, like restraint.
1: Same. I'm starting a podcast about champagne. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so we were talking about couples that we wanted to discuss and just kind of like, you know, fun discussion, not like really intense, like like psychotic. A beautiful mind discussions, how I normally do, just like fun. And this is
1: like a love story that is still happening. Yeah, like, so like that's like, why it's positive.
0: It's a it's a successful housewives relationship that doesn't get any credit for that at all. They never will. So it's up to people like us to give them the credit they deserve. And we are gonna be reminiscing today about the weirdness of Silex,
1: of Alex and Simon. <laughs> It it was an honor when you said, do you want to do Alex and Simon? And I said, I've never been more qualified to talk about
0: anything (laughs) my
1: entire life.
0: Tell me what your, like, Alex and Simon journey is initially. Like, what is your Real Housewives of New York journey, first of all?
1: Well, obviously I'm a New Yorker, so Mm -hmm. it's, like, my favorite show, and I love it so much. It's, It's mortifying. But Alex and Simon were definitely not my faves in the beginning but towards the end of I believe their four seasons on the show it, they have turned into probably my favorite couple like power couple on right. the network and like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like and honestly I used to scoff at, Al- at Simon and think he was so weird but like he was the housewife and Alex yeah. was just the house husband like the housewife yes. like like yes, he was the reason we were watching them. He was the reason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, She was just like you know a mannequin for him to like dress and like, <laughs> like hang out with at these ridiculous parties. But like he was what I was waiting to see at the end of the day. And I mean, Simon Van Kempen's feud with Ramona Singer will go down in oh history god. as one of the most random feuds. Oh, oh my, <laughs> my god.
0: And it lasted so long. And then when they became friends, how beautiful was that?
1: I mean, it just showed you how big of a man Simon is. Like he was like, you know what? I respect Ramona. She's crazy, but she's got a heart of gold. Like I'm. It's like what? Like how could you forgive someone who's been atrocious to you for years? (laughs) And he's like, well, I am. Cliver at
0: the end of the day. Yeah, he's like, well, she is rich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like at a certain point, he liked, or she, Ramona liked him more than Alex. Like they really became like buddies. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, Alex was nice. I always liked her. I liked that she worked and that she, you know, had really big, plans like for her kids and her life like you could tell she was like from the middle of nowhere middle of nowheresville and then was like my kids are gonna speak german and french and this this and go here and you know she was very she was like a a dreamer and like dreamt of like this like bougie life in the city and like where her kids would have all these great opportunities and they did but she was not like like that kind of mom in manhattan i think like i feel like she was like too down to earth and kind of like frankly just too normal and yep. like nice to kind of get down and dirty with the other women and she was like and i always felt like she was like what am i doing here and then yeah the simon of it all like made like them kept getting you know their contracts resigned.
0: i agree i've always felt like it's so funny that you say that because i've always like i don't think many people would say like that Alex was like too normal. I think people thought that like even looking back people just think that she's like this weird alien that like floated around <laughs> the scenes and like all of a sudden disappeared. But I've always felt like Alex and Simon at the very beginning. Um, I, I felt like they were just trying to give the show what they thought the show wanted. Uh, like, you know, like New York Housewives was obviously like the, the whole franchise was still so new. And, like, New York was, like, trying to figure out, like, its identity and, like, why it was different than, you know, the other cities. And, like, I think Alex and Simon were just trying to give the people what they thought they would want. Which is, I think, obvious when you see the seasons go on. Like, they weren't those people. Like, season one, Alex and Simon is night and day from where they ended up. Because that's, like, not who they were. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, of course, they were social climbing. And, like, they were really cringy and, and, like fake pretentious and wanted to be a part of like a a certain part of society that they just would never be. But like they also weren't so desperate later on. They were just like a little bit more settled into themselves and like I don't know. I just don't think that we would think they were so weird if they were on the show now. Like it was a different time. Like Al you know Simon was a different kind of man that we weren't ready for at that time. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't I think people would be a lot more uh like cautious of the things that they say about him that they used to say where they basically would just be like making fun of him because they thought he was gay
1: well yeah exactly and i think even that whole like debate like i mean the ridiculous moment of alex and simon fighting with sonia over who gets to make the speech at gay pride like oh my god like, like that was such an interesting debate and discussion to be having on tv and at the time like I guess like it was New York Housewife, so you're kind of assuming that they're going to be more like vocal about lgBTq rights and whatever right. and going to gay pride, and obviously Sonia Morgan you know has her gay parties on Wednesdays, and you know we all know she's a <laughs> advocate, i guess question yeah. she's, the, a yeah, she's a bottom yes she's a bottom, but yeah I think you're totally right, like Simon showed us a different type of man that we weren't used to seeing. We saw Mario, who was, like, quintessential New York City, like, yep. rich rich guy, you know, Luann's with a count. Bobby Zarin is, like, again, quintessential rich guy, mm-hmm. New Yorker. Like, yep. and, you know, Simon wasn't that. He was, like, a hotelier and, like, came, moved here from where Australia and, you know, ends up meeting her on Craigslist, which, like, if Craigslist personal yeah. ads were still available to be seen i would have gone back like four thousand pages to find like the, <laughs> the original post probably back in like 2001 or something from that lonely,
0: <laughs> lonely that was another thing that like was so i mean now that would be nothing like that was so like that was like a reveal like like oh my god they met on the internet they're fucking freaks it's confirmed they are so weird and then the fact that Alex admitted that they actually met because they just wanted to hook up I mean now that would be nothing but at the time that was mind blowing
1: I know and even like to be on a show like that with like quote unquote royalty with Luann and like I feel like the two of them were so afraid to show that side of them whether it was like the online dating thing or uh, what's her names Uh, I keep like forgetting that she's Alex I don't know why it's like she's so boring to me that I'm like (laughs) I keep being, like, Simon's naked photos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when Simon showed up in the feed dress, I
1: mean... The <laughs> feed dress? Oh my God. Infamous. Like, I wish there was, like, a Housewives, like, fashion museum. Like, the feed dress hey, Oh, my God. In it. Oh. They were just... No. I, like, would scoff at... I'd be like, wow, Simon is, like, so weird. I don't like him. Now different perspective when I watch I'm like oh wow like there's nothing more I would like than a man just like doting on me being like let's go shopping and spend $18,000 on shit we don't need while we drink Prosecco and hang out in St. Barts all day like now that I'm I'm actively looking for a Simon Van Kempin type
0: are you kidding
1: no <laughs> Like
0: <laughs> no baby not at all no, um,
1: <laughs> no like I've ever dated would ever ever go to a store with me He'd be like well that shelf life Done. <laughs> like we're not doing this. <laughs> not only go to
0: let's like first of all, not o- let's lean in. Not only go to a store with you, happily sit in a chair in the store and give you the most honest, heartfelt, truthful critiques of what you're wearing for hours, and then buy it all. Are you kidding me? I- I've girls something more. They're out there, girls. We just have to look. <laughs>
1: You just gotta get on Craigslist. Yeah. Open your <laughs>
0: eyes. Lady. Oh my God. And then on top of it, to be like, um, just like infatuated with me. Like, he was so in love with her and so sexually attracted to her and just so, like, at every moment ready to fuck her. I mean, really, have I taken a deep turn?
1: <laughs> have yeah. I taken a really dark <laughs> turn? No, are you kidding? I'm like, actually, like, I'm wet. Like, I. <laughs> <laughs> down like like, like on those red leather pants Simon like <laughs> I didn't forget those like, like I am real <laughs> <laughs> I also never,
0: feel like oh sorry, go ahead
1: I was just gonna say like never forget even like the moments that we did get from Alex like Johan face like oh. <laughs> like that scene with Kelly just trying to direct her to be sexy oh. and trying so hard and like i could never be like if like one of my girlfriends was like doing that to me i'd be like cracking up I'd like stop like <laughs> this isn't gonna get a shot but
0: johan face think of johan face no alex seriously think of johan face like think of johan like, seriously think of johan <laughs>
1: like little boy's son is it gonna make me feel sexy like, i don't know maybe <laughs>
0: God damn it. I used to, uh, Kelly Ben Simone is like one of my all time favorite delusional women in the history. Like Kelly and Alex together. I mean, uh, my favorite buddy cop film.
1: Wait, I just found something crazy. Alex McCord has an IMDB page. So I, Oh my God. And back in 1996, she did the voice for an anime character uh, in a, (laughs) in a 40 minute, uh, anime movie called birdie the mighty like alex what she <laughs> she's been in multiple things like i didn't know she ever oh my god she has an uncredited role in uptown girls what what molly's girlfriend oh my god i'm watching that tonight
0: oh my god like she's a shantoo she's a woman parading around a bar snapping her fingers and just singing jazz. Like, she's a woman that we... You don't... Like, she's done everything.
1: I'm honestly so impressed. She's been in One Life to Live, so she's also... She's not the... Actually, she might be the first soap opera star on The House.
0: Wow! Lisa Rinna just woke up from a deep sleep. Yeah! (laughs) <laughs> Damn,
1: what hasn't Alex done?
0: I also feel like it's worth mentioning. I say this all the time that like my favorite, my all-time, all-time favorite housewife trope. There's so many. But I found my voice is my favorite because I just think <laughs> like a housewife finding their voice leads to such an amazing uh season, an unexpected season where like things twist and shift and people become powerful that you didn't know were powerful. And Alex like never perfected finding her voice. I think Taylor Armstrong did that. But like, <laughs> Alex tried her hardest and she kind of was the first person to do it. And to watch her go from this like, I mean, truly stuttering, <laughs> like like red faced, hive riddled, uh, gasping for breath woman to the same exact thing, but also being able to like talk, I mean, it was a journey. It was a fun journey to watch.
1: I just think, like, slowly but surely, she also realized that, like, all she was trying to do was social climb and be with like the upper echelon of these women and then after probably like a year or two of being on the show she's like these women are fucking terrible yeah i've tried for so long to be one of them when i actually like have a great husband who loves me have cute kids have a beautiful brownstone in brooklyn like that everyone scoffed at that now everybody is probably like i would die to live in parts yeah she's living and like you know, had a career, has an actual brain, and has the capacity to, like, get off the show and not crumble. Like, Simon just, they, like, live in Australia now, and he just graduated law school. Like, they are just reinventing themselves. They're, in, yeah. they're so inspiring.
0: And they didn't get, I mean, they, they did a little, you know, they did, a, like, a couple reality shows after, but they didn't get stuck in, like, a 20-year-long please any show that'll have me celebrity big brother like I'll do anything I'm a celebrity get me out of here like I'll be (laughs) on any show ever they they just kind of were like we're done like they moved to Australia and like comfortably live a normal life and have no interest in any of this bullshit and like I don't know I just think I, I think that the narrative would be a lot different also by the way let me just also say that one of the things I think people forget about Alex is that she was always on the right side of everything. If you go back and watch, her opinions are always the opinions of the viewer. She just couldn't express herself, you know?
1: I mean, it's hard. Like, she's talking to a bunch of fucking piranhas. Like, you know, Jill Zarin screaming at you is just... Was what nightmares are made of. Like, you know, I can understand why she would want to go toe to toe with, you know, even Ramona too and Bethany. And then, you know, the Kelly Bensimone of it all is just like, that was just, <laughs> you can't even yell at her. It's like And like,
0: mm-hmm. none of those women would have predicted that, like, in the end, it would be Alex who was, like, at a certain point the closest to Bethany. Are they close now? Well, remember they were, like, when Alex, uh, <laughs> when Bethany, like, met Jason and she was, like, delivering messages and shit for her to the group.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> delivering messages. <laughs> oh, my god, I have, I have a message have... <laughs> to leave.
0: <to> <laughs> I have to say my message. It is from Bethany. I have to say it. But oh I need to silence. God. They're like, just
1: say it. Oh my <laughs> uh, god! That those are the kind of the golden years. I actually, I it's so hard because like there's only so many hours in the day that I can really go back and rewatch things. So like a couple times, you know, I'll be like, oh, look, let me go watch like four or five episodes of New York Housewives. But you really forget so much. Yeah. That has happened unless you are rewatching it yearly, which I'm trying to make that my full time job. <laughs> I'm like, that's like, a, <laughs> yeah. that's a part of what I I need to do this.
0: You also forget, too, like I said earlier with Tamra and um, and Vicky, like, when they're on the show <clears> for long <throat> enough, you forget, like, like, I just recently, I actually just rewatched all of New York recently. Like, I just was gonna watch one episode, and then I was like, fuck, like, I couldn't stop, obviously. ninety
1: seven later.
0: Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm at Carol now?
1: Fuck.
0: <laughs> um, but, like, one of the things you forget about is, like, you know, women that you may love now, like, Luanne is a good example, has had horrendous seasons and going back i had completely forgotten that luann was basically the reason that bethany and jill like luann manipulated that whole situation so that bethany and jill wouldn't be friends and ramona and alex were trying to get them to talk and they they were trying to get them to resolve their issue and luann stepped in so that they wouldn't be friends like that's crazy but she'll never be judged for that you know what i mean
1: yeah because I think like sometimes when you're like stirring the shit up like with certain people but then you like bring it on your own it's hard for viewers to like give a shit like I think that's like Lisa Vanderpump is a good example of that like just like stirs the pot but people are like but she's hilarious and did you see her dog's Louis Vuitton bag like you know so like you immediately forget that the person is a bad person because they're just like blinding you with like glamour or delusion or humor or like at least for Luann like she's incredibly charming and beautiful so like yep. you know you just watch her do anything and you're like oh my god you're like telling these young girls at a foster care place to lose weight if you want to be a model like you know so <laughs> yeah. like, you, you could totally gloss over her <laughs> shitty terrible moments as a friend because you're like oh my god she fucked a pirate like like <laughs> It's never ending. It's never ending. That's why Lou will forever be my favorite housewife, and it's hard to have to ride or die for her. But that's what that's what family's for.
0: it, it is true. It is hard to be a a loose stand. Yeah. Like you really have to like explain a lot. Oh, yeah.
1: And then I have to like I'm like then like just being like she was just wasted. No, she just she was just talking to the cop like that, saying she's gonna kill people. I was like she didn't mean. Need- and I'm, like, defending, like, acting, like, I'm enabling an alcoholic.
0: <laughs> 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 you're, you're, like, I, handing her a drink as her body is in a rosewood. Yeah, She's, like, like, it.
1: are hilarious. <laughs>
0: Keep it up, girlfriend. <laughs> 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 and also, like, watching her, I mean, Luke, Alex really brought out, like, the absolute worst of Luann. Like, all of Luann's, I think, worst years, as far as, like, her character, on the show not really like her choices and like drinking and stuff but just like being a cunt like alex (laughs) really just made her like like she literally bullied that woman because she knew that alex couldn't like talk fast enough to defend herself so she was just like an easy target (laughs) she was like i'll bully her (laughs)
1: I mean, in those Herman Munster shoes. Even <laughs> even Maton makes mistakes. Like oh,
0: and I was like, ah, 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 like just like literally on the floor gasping for air. My God! And I mean,
1: like that, that red chest, that chest rack, yes. that would just overtake her. <laughs> like, so hard, and like, I she just was like nice, and I always felt bad. Like, her kids were always like acting like idiots. And she'd be like, Johan's in the one percentile for the most genius child in the world, and he's like eating clay and like peeing on something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you remember when she said uh, when they went to the beach and Alex or Simon introduced his Speedo that was like a milestone <laughs> moment? And she goes, uh, She goes, Johan won't swim in the water because he only, he she, she goes, he prefers the temperature of the waters in Europe. Yeah
1: while two of them are vacationing in same parts in the off season and they're like it's so weird why isn't the sun out it's fine like, why is the beach so empty
0: <laughs> in a like house that they're renting that's like on this like literally the very last house that can be considered in like the neighborhood
1: oh my god that is just too funny <laughs> they <laughs> are that? like the best couple ever and like i just love them <laughs>
0: What's your favorite New York cast? Like, what is your favorite, like, cast of, you know what I mean? Like, a season.
1: Yeah, let me let me pull up their Wikipedia, because I'm always bad at, like, remembering which seasons were. Um, I definitely would say Heather Thompson was not in them. <laughs> if, oh, yeah. If I would probably say, like, seasons, wow, 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 wow. It's really hard, because I love the OGs. Having Alex there with... Mm-hmm jill ramona lou bethany like and then sonia ends up coming in kelly com- comes in like I, th- that was kind of like the golden age for me, me too. and then i believe like when dorinda came on then things started getting crazy again <laughs> like, yeah because she is just she she's just an incredible housewife like everything we want in a housewife and more
0: <laughs> yeah it's almost like they've had like they've had two like major peak like eras like i would say obviously like scary island year because that was the introduction of sonia mm-hmm. and then kelly was there and bethany was still there like hadn't like become a like a monster yet <laughs> um every the like, jill was still there like that was such a great cast like you you said it's like the golden years and then they had like that like moment where they were trying to like figure out what kind of show they were Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: like the Heather years, which was like the worst. And then, yeah. Like when Bethany came back and it just gelled and Dorinda like came into her own, like, Oh, you, I mean, it's like, you can't beat it. Like there's no better Mm -hmm. housewives moments than New York. Those years, like the, like the, the, the Dorinda years.
1: Well, it's crazy because like, even though we say, like, those are the golden years, like, even when we had Aviva on, like, that was crazy. Like, writer girl, like writer Girl, the whole leg throw. Like, you yeah. know, even, like, in the not golden years of New York, it's still miles better than other shows on the, the network, especially, like, other Housewives franchises.
0: I also love, too, like, when Bethany came back and realized that like, I love when Bethany came back, because you know she, like, basically casts the show?
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so She came back and, like, ass- like basically assessed who was worth her time and had just decided that Kristen Tapeman was literally so beneath her that, like, she wouldn't even entertain an argument mm-hmm. with her. She's like, oh, no, I'm not doing it, no. Like, Kristen was begging Bethany to argue with her. Literally begging, please fight with me. Please,
1: fight with I, me with camera. Bethany is just probably like, I will wreck you so fast and it's actually not even worth my breath like what's the point you weak like weak opponent <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is like so terrible it sounds like we're talking about gladiators but like it's like Penny really is like such a powerhouse player that someone like kristen takeman can't even get like you know an eye roll from her but you know then jules wine scene comes in and it's the same thing she's like i'm gonna get you off the show but we're gonna have like this weird tension about like who has a worse eating disorder. It's like wow, I uh, about Jules. Like never forget, Roni has given us like incredible one season wonders. Oh God, R.I.P.
0: Oh my god, I forgot about Jules' iconic.
1: Oh my god, and an now- and a Jew walk into a bar. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading here. Like Wikipedia is the best. I freaking love it. So there's only been two one-season wonders on New York, Cindy and Kristen, which I think is interesting because a lot of other shows will have at least a few one-seasoners, but I feel like just the two, like, that means the casting has just been pretty on point. Wait, didn't Kristen have two seasons? Oh, wait. She did. Oh, wait. Yeah, Kristen had two, Jules had one, Cindy had one, but Cindy, it was like... Cindy, get off the show. It's another kind of Alex thing where it's like, you're a normal person. Granted, like, the yeah. jazzling as your career is not normal. But, oh like, God, she's a small business Cindy. owner in Manhattan, which is, like, so incredible and literally impossible. So, good for her. But, yeah, she should not have been in this muck.
0: No. <laughs> it's funny to imagine, though, like, what, um, what Alex and, like, what Alex's presence would look like on the show today. Like, who do you think that she would be, like, close to? Like, what do you think, who do you think she wouldn't get along with?
1: I'm trying to think, you know, I don't really know like anyone, frankly. Like I I think like Dorinda might take like a motherly role for Alex. I feel like she would be like, because Alex isn't like confrontational and can't like step up to like Ramona or a Bethany if she was still on the show, or Lou, really, or anyone at this rate, but I feel like, yeah, she'd be friends with Dorinda, but in a creepy way, and then maybe friends with Tinsley. I feel like Tinsley, like, is a good friend, like, I feel like all the ladies, like, scoff at her and call her, like, are kind of mean to her, and, like, definitely pretend like she's Skipper and they're all Barbie, (laughs) but... Like, I think Alex would like that about Tinsley, that they're kind of like, ah, we're kind of like rats of the litter, but we're okay with that. You know, we don't have to be yeah. the number one guy in the group.
0: Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> she would definitely be, her and Tinsley would be, yeah. And they would, like, have a weird fashion thing together, because, you know, Alex oh. thinks she's, like, a model or um, whatever.
1: Yeah, I remember when she was like, I'm going to do catalog modeling. It's like, you? <laughs> 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 oh god. And it
0: always was painful because Alex never picked up on the fact that the show was like trolling her a lot of the time. Yeah. She's <laughs> so like, oh, they want to film my modeling segment. It's like, girl, I wouldn't let them in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or just like the whole like Bethany logo thing. Like oh.
0: oh my god, and Bethany having to be like, it's great, but
1: <laughs> uh, that dot 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 after but was just so- <laughs>
0: like it's a picture of me with giant thighs like laying in a martini glass with like chocolate on my face or something like it's not
1: good she's like do you get the vibe skinny girl uh (laughs) it
0: was just like a drawing of her shoving food into her mouth like literally a cartoon of bethany eating like fried foods
1: Oh my god well yeah that was like the best after the jewel season like the next few seasons bethany was like i'm eating look at me with nachos like oh yeah yeah. (laughs) making (laughs) it that she's like eating it's like yeah honey like that's what you do to stay alive and not crazy yeah
0: it's the whole human thing
1: yeah
0: (laughs) i was actually one of my favorite 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 all-time favorite moments underrated it never gets brought up um i think it's i want to say it's season one it's the first dinner party and bethany's cooking because she's a (laughs) chef at this point she's a cook not a chef she's a cook um it's creepy it's creepy it's it's weird it's weird it's weird Um, she's like cooking this dinner party and they're like setting up they're figuring out first of all who's like coming and uh they all collectively decide like that they don't want alex to come because she'll bring simon and they're like (laughs) they're like we can't like we this is for girls and ramona of course is like you know this is a woman's dinner party it's for girls it's weird why would you want to come it's weird and they um call each other and Ramona's like talking to Sonia or, or not to Sonia, to uh, uh, Jill on the phone. And Ramona goes, she goes, everybody she goes, everybody talks about how strange they are. Everybody talks about it. And Jill goes, yeah, I heard they're weird. I heard people say they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's what enough people said.
1: Of a, enough of a reason for everyone to just be so mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like be her." because
0: she wants to go to a dinner party with her husband
1: god forbid i mean but i think like that was another thing where all the women were like well at least ramona was like my husband's out cheating right now why does your husband want to hang out with you like i don't get yeah. it.'" like like i feel like the other men were like whatever have fun with your housewives fun game you do and and simon was like this is also my job yeah like if I'm doing testimonials I need to be going to the dinner party so that I know what the drama is the real tea like (laughs)
0: I know he like and also doesn't get enough credit for being one of the first like I mean Simon was one of the first like husband trolls like you know there Mm -hmm. was obviously you know Slade walked so that he could run but like (laughs) he ran I mean the man released a single and performed it live and Watch What Happens, like, he really went, he went, he did it.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy for them. Like, when I was initially thinking about it, I was like, yeah, they're so cheeseball. And now I'm like, you know what? Like, they are weird, but they love each other's weird. They, like, I, I just think they're, like, couple goals. It, it's, it's couple goals that look very weird on the outside. I am agreeing right. with Jill Zarin on this one. Like, I feel like if I, yeah. 10 years ago, I would definitely wouldn't be like, I want to have a relationship like Alex and Simon. But now, like, I love it. I think they just are ride or die. And he was always standing up for her. He, yeah, you were like, you were saying, like, he, like, looked at her, like, so lovingly and would have done anything for her. And also, like, is a good man with good morals. Like, stood up for, like, himself at the LGBTQ uh, parade. And, like, you know, wasn't, like, that macho, macho guy, but also never had to... Like apologize for it too, and wouldn't ever. Like he, the other men would like make comments at him about being like whatever he's into, like or like whatever he was wearing. But yep. he's like, now, nah, like this is who I am. Like, yeah, we're gonna take our beautiful brownstone apartment and we're gonna paint all the walls red and make it look like a dungeon. <laughs> like, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, you know, I know.
1: You know, like we're gonna do exactly whatever the fuck we want, and we don't care about any of you people.
0: If anything, to be honest with you, I like I've said this before for years on the podcast that i if anything i think alex represents like a time in bravo's casting when to me it was just like the best like they really legitimately like before the housewives were like glamorous like they really did just like cast like unique strange people Mm -hmm. that were fun (laughs) to watch and like you know maybe she wasn't like quick with comebacks and she wasn't like uh yeah, you um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, on paper, um, as gorgeous or whatever as other housewives or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, but mm-hmm. she was like really weird and unique and fun to watch. And like that used to kind of be the point. It wasn't just like women in Louboutins like pulling hair. Like she was just unique and weird, and it was fun to watch her be weird. You know what I mean?
1: And she's also like very New York City, like where some yeah. of the women like. New York is such, New York City is like massive, you know. Also, like, we see like five white women in Manhattan who are supposed to be like, you know, the quintessential women of New York, I guess. Like, right. you know, I'm saying this like in quotations. Right. But like, Alex was like the weird black sheep where like she did live in Brooklyn. She was a creative. Her husband wasn't loaded. He did yep. have money, but he wasn't like the other men, you know, and just didn't grow up with. I, I don't I want to say didn't grow up with that because, you know, Lou didn't have anything, Ramona didn't have anything, and Jill was from Long Island, so I guess it's a little bit different. But, like, I just feel like they, she came on the show and just was, like, a different breed of woman who, like, now as, like, a young adult living in Manhattan, like, I see more Alex's in my life than I do, yeah. like, a Ramona. Like, if I, and I do, like, work with some, like, really, like, fancy, smart older women who you know have kicked ass in their career and they are like Ramona's (laughs) like there's yeah and it's terrifying and I'm like uh I definitely would prefer Alex kind of (laughs) mild-mannered yeah
0: she's almost like the uh I've always considered her to kind of be like the Miranda of the group in the sense that like Mm. you know now it's like cool like I used to be obsessed with Miranda when I was like a teenager, but I was always embarrassed about it because people would make fun of you if you liked Miranda. Cause if you had to like Samantha and oh, you know I mean. what I mean? Like it was like normal to be like, I want to be like Charlotte. Of course. right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but like liking Miranda was like weird and she was like gross and she wore overalls and people hated her. But now it's like so chic to like Miranda and like to relate to her. Cause duh, you know? And like, Alex is kind of like that to me where it's like a lot of the stuff that we thought was just so weird and like you like just should be like punished that she <laughs> yeah. did back in the day is just so dumb and like now it's like completely normal. Damn. So we're rooting for you, Alex. Obviously, oh. she's a bi- really huge listener of the podcast, both of them. So.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, no, she. I've actually reached out to her and she never responded. So, Alex, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna actually directly send this to you. She's gonna be like, "I'm terrified. You're gonna steal my husband." Like, <laughs> like, it's like actually, like sometimes these shows really bring out like who I truly am, and I'm yes. terrified. Like, I'm disgusted a lot of the times, but this one I'm proud of. Like, I'm I proudly. I proudly stand, Alex and Simon.
0: <laughs> Simon is, like, sliding into your DM- DMs as we speak.
1: Um, I freaking hope so. Okay, so the two of them moved to Australia, and they live in Byron Bay, which is, like, the chicest, coolest place. Like, that is, like, where so many of, like, my favorite influencers. And it's just, like, the most beautiful place ever. And I have a co-worker at my old job who was the most beautiful person I've ever met, like, inside and out. And she was from there. And I'm like, you know what? Of course alex and simon would move there because they're just ahead of the fucking times and yeah damn this is like an absolute letter i'm (laughs) I'm not
0: embarrassed to admit by the way that i also follow francois and johan on instagram like they're so funny they are so funny oh my god kill me i'll send their i'll send you their
1: profiles yeah please do i feel like Damn, I'm too old for that. Oh, there he is, Francois. So he's
0: ridiculous, and Alex always writes really funny comments on his post. Kill me.
1: Oh my god, he has a small indie gaming company.
0: Yeah, he's, like, wow. doing things. What yes. he
1: do? Oh my god, he's, like, in... Okay, this isn't the... Oh, okay. oh my god, I'm so dumb. <laughs> I was like, he's in the army, and but there is, like, <laughs> a picture of him, like, in paintball gear. <laughs> like, <all> his friends! Oh! <gasps> it was like we he's
0: fighting for our nation he's
1: fighting for australia what war are they in <laughs> yeah. Just wondering. Just wondering. <laughs>
0: um well i guess this would be a good time i don't know what do you have any closing thoughts about alex and simon that you want to end with before we finish
1: no i'm just really grateful that you asked me here to discuss uh an incredible couple who has inspired me to get back on the saddle, to really get back on the Craigslist game. I'm just going to start <laughs> writing personal ads. Very descriptive. And
0: make sure that you see you're only looking for a hookup because that's how you find them.
1: I know. Evidently, I'm going to be like, definitely don't want a life partner. <laughs> Not yeah. looking for that.
0: <laughs> I want you to leave in less than an hour. It'd
1: be huge. We'll
0: tell people again where they can find your podcast and stuff.
1: Great, so you can check it out anywhere you hear podcasts. It's out on every Monday and Thursday, and it's super fun. Troy, you were back on like I think in like November, which is so yeah. weird because I like, know. I'm but we had a great chat, and you actually have to come on for a proper, real news episode. Uh, I would love to. Great, and tell people where you can listen to your show.
0: Um, same. I'm on iTunes and all the things. Uh, it's 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 S M U S H. And uh, yeah, and uh, you can find me on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff at Troy McGeady, M-C-E-A-D-Y.
1: Perfect. Well, this is so much fun.
0: Thank you for listening to The mushroom, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. Also, be sure to head over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos for more information on this show and other Patreon exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McEady, that's T-R-O-Y-M-C-E-A-D-Y. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole
1: Matthew.